0: Happy Wednesday! We got a new episode of First Impression Roast for you guys. Uh, I'm Emma.
1: Hi, guys! It's Billy.
0: Let's re- get into the third episode of Katie's season of The Bachelorette. So, Carl, 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 um, Coral, <laughs> Carl, Carl, still sucks. Should not have told on himself. You know what I mean? He, you, if you don't, you don't tattle and tell. If you tattle to The Bachelor, <laughs> if you tell on somebody or do a general tattle, as Carl did, not identifying anyone in particular, you don't go back to the men and ask, and when they're asking who blew up the night, you don't say, it was me, I'm Spartacus. No. That's
1: hilarious. That reminds me, I remember uh, we had a cop come into my fraternity in college. And somebody asked him, he's like, what would be the number one piece of advice you would give to anyone who's like an underage drinker or is like out and about on campus and he's like well don't break the law while you're breaking the law and that's exactly what carl did he's just like all right i'm breaking the law and then i'm also going to re-break it and make it myself look even worse to you guys
0: no that's absolutely true that's advice a lawyer would give you because if you if you break and enter and you break and enter with a weapon that's unregistered that's a right. harder penalty than breaking entering as someone a legal professional exactly um so that's 100 percent great advice write that down if you're listening to this right now don't break the law while you're breaking the law and don't tattle until okay carl okay i noticed this when i started watched a clip from last episode but it's so apparent in the beginning of this episode as well carl is trying his best and doing terribly at hiding a smile from how much chaos he's caused. Yes. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah, some men just want to watch the world burn.
0: (laughs) Carl was trying not to smile. really enjoying
1: the chaos he created.
0: Exactly. Carl was also trying not to smile when he was telling Katie this extremely upsetting news. He was hiding a smile when he was getting called out. He was hiding a smile when the men were freaking out. This is what he wanted.
1: I just don't get the play. It doesn't make sense to me.
0: It was stupid. It didn't make any sense. And I think his... I think his epic fail on this too was he didn't he didn't have a single person on his side. He didn't have a single friend in the house before the rose ceremony. Greg comes in with the shoulder to cry on. Great, did you play. catch that?
1: I did. That's in my notes. He he definitely knows what he's doing. And I also think it's kind of wild to see how she's got certain men that already are like playing these clearly well defined roles that normally don't come in until later in the season. She's already got like Aaron as her like, hey, you're kind of my like. Reliable source from inside the house, yeah. Already going to Greg. Yeah, she's the more Oh, good point. And then you got Greg, who's playing the shoulder to cry on already. Like he's the he's the Dale of this season. So it's I don't know. I thought very interesting, interesting
0: point. He's the Dale. You have to. A lot of people might not realize this. To be the SCCO, the shoulder to cry on, producers have to like you. The producers gave him that moment. You don't get to be yeah. the. Everyone wants to comfort Katie in that moment. You don't You're think when right. guys wanted to go? The producers like him and they're trying yeah. to create a narrative with them. Yep. Something to look out for. Him. Good okay, point. So even before the roaster room, too, Billy, we get the shot of <laughs> we get the shot of Carl just throwing punches at no one.
1: Oh my god, he did. He went to that little room by himself. <laughs> Was he trying to motivate himself? Like is that <laughs> what he does? He gets on stage and just starts like punching the air. As his motivational speaker, like is that his job? Mm-hmm. What technique is this, sir?
0: I don't know if this was like him trying to motivate like no one to ever go on The Bachelor, but he did a good job at that. Absolutely, I'm 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 a little I, I don't want to
1: jump ahead and whatever you have planned, but I I'm very I wanted a more epic burn from him. I I'm, I'm I'm disappointed that we didn't have a complete crash and burn. That we just had a very subtle like oh god. Yeah. no one no one like this guy bye-bye not even an exit interview
0: mm-hmm. then we have one of the craziest rose ceremonies we've ever seen on the show katie says let he who is without sin throw the first stone and of course mm-hmm. mike the pure Preach. comes forward rage <laughs> michael michael the blameless yes comes forward and says alas my queen we have a traitor among us
1: yes i love that the boys unionized I thought that was very great. Like, I love that all the men came together and said, hey, we are anti-Carl right now. And right,
0: unprecedented.
1: Very, yeah. Mid-ceremony, dude. Mid-ceremony. Like, that could that was a risky move. That was a risky move. I, I could I don't I don't that could have gone several ways. And it's kind of wild that like, one, it went well. And then two, like, she did like take her time and took a break to like It sounded like she changed her mind. Like it sounded like she initially planned on keeping
0: Carl. Right, and I think she would have, because I think that's a typical move we see on the show. They never get rid of the villain right away when he especially when he's hated by everyone. They're not gonna get rid of him right away. They're gonna keep him. And if they hadn't unionized in such a manner, I don't I believe he would still be here. Um he would still be on the show. So it was quite a play. Um it was the right move. I do find it very interesting that they had Michael the Pure, um, be the spokesman and i think you know they had the christian boy bear the cross Ooh, I think he, um, coming from him it seems more credible doesn't it because it does there, i think there's a reason why he was the one that said it
1: yeah no that makes a lot of sense he definitely has like a little bit of like they, they want to make him seem very reliable and trustworthy mm-hmm and it was. So it was
0: super awkward. Then we see Carl like waiting for someone to acknowledge him leaving. Of course none of them do because they all just participated in getting him kicked out of the house. And he started all this shit. And then Katie, like he expected he walks up to Katie and then like turns his back on her as if to show like, look at all these men who aren't gonna even say goodbye to me. And I think he's waiting for her to acknowledge him, but that's not her job. Like. You walk up to the Bachelorette and say, yeah. good luck. Thank you for your time. He wasn't about that. He wasn't about no, that. He shows wasn't. He was so cool. Yikes.
1: Yikes. I want to see. I'm. He's a character I'm actually, I'm not a big after the final rose guy, but I want to see what happens. I could see him being a guy that comes back and like goes to therapy and might have like a redeeming arc. I do see that. Like there's potential mm-hmm. there, but also do you even if you're if you've been scorned that much? Do you even come on after the final rose? Like, are you just done? Like,
0: you shouldn't. He's like, early is too. Is he, he come
1: back after the final rose, he'd be like, "I'm sorry, I never gave you the goodbye you deserved." Goodbye. It walks off stage and leaves. Like, what is he I gonna do?
0: I wanted him to come back and them to ask him, "Who were you talking about?" And him still have no one to say, or him go Thomas and act like he. He didn't yeah, have do. He he could said do something.
1: Yeah, he could definitely do revisionist history and go back and be like, yeah. oh, I was you know, clearly I was talking about this guy.
0: Which I don't oh, know. And then, and, you know
1: when they're in the top six, one of the guys is gonna, you know, say something about how
0: I, I don't know, the Carl next girl to uh,
1: leave and go home because they still haven't recovered.
0: You know, like, like, oh, Carl knew side eye emoji. Right. Third eye emoji. Justice for Carl. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. No justice for Carl. Um, No
1: justice in the piece.
0: I think that was justice for Carl. That's what he deserved. Next, we we go to a men's hot tub chat in New Mexico. I thought that was just kind of funny. It's an interesting shot.
1: It's been cold. It's been cold, so it does make sense. I mean, on the Greg date, they wore like several layers. So
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know. I would chill with the boys in the tub. I want to see more of, because these guys do seem like they have a, they kind of unionized several times and like gang up and, have a little bit of a boys club like i do want to see them like hang out a little bit more i feel like that's a really weird take but like in the past they've shown the guys like doing stuff and hanging out and you can kind of tell like okay well these guys are buddies these guys are buddies and i have like yet to see any of that yet
0: it's really not a weird take that's the way that love island and (laughs) big brother like that's how some of these other reality shows work so and i think people have been pushing that for a while for the bachelor to actually show like the friendships and what they're doing in the house. Like there's definitely interesting footage out there that we haven't seen. Um, so I agree with you. Then we Speaking- get into the um, worst date ever. Nick Viles intervention slash group therapy.
1: Yes. I was, I was loving to hear this cause I want to talk about, there's definitely things in there that we didn't see that I would love to see. Like I, I did listen to a little bit of Nick's podcast and I listened to him talk to you how actually Hunter wasn't the first one to go. Cause I was just like, so mm-hmm. Hunter's just going to like go right into this full steam ahead bull in a china shop like ah here's here's what happened with me like apparently courtney was the first one to go and courtney shared that like his he was dating this girl and they broke up because she found out that he was subscribing to her best friends only fans and then, like, he you, he doesn't get that part, doesn't make it into the show. But the part that does make it in the show is he's like, and that's what taught me how important trust is in a relationship.
0: Oh, that was,
1: I, I wish I could see this story arc.
0: You thought she wasn't going to find out? Men are so dumb sometimes. <laughs> Men are so dumb sometimes. We talk. Women talk to each other. It could have been a friend of a friend. That girl would have found out.
1: He's just out here trying to support small business. Like for a friend. Like,
0: and that's how he learned that
1: trust is important in a relationship. Like, I love oh, how you spin it. He that. was just trying to support business.
0: he was just trying to support his girlfriend's best friend's small candle business. Like, no. Right. That's not what it was. <laughs> He's just supporting <laughs> small business, and his evil girlfriend is gonna break up with him for that.
1: Yeah, He's and, that, and that's why he couldn't trust her. He couldn't <laughs> trust her was the issue. Like, if you don't trust, like that, if I can't trust you to be okay with me supporting local business, then how am I gonna how am I gonna believe that you are gonna trust me going on the Bachelorette to find new love? Like, I just
0: spin, spin, it. spin it, spin it, Billy <laughs> DJ Bill, spin that shit.
1: No, I, I thought that was funny. I the, the date <laughs> itself was weird um i didn't hate it i found it thoroughly entertaining but it was weird um they didn't really show a lot of context like
0: no get get in this circle sit in a metal chair and tell nick vile
1: have resident piece of shit nick vile talk about how you've also been a piece of shit in your relationship on, on
0: national television tell us the worst thing you've ever done
1: Right, I I wanted Nick Vile to be on there and like say like you know what I asked the girl why did she make love to me on public TV and like completely outed her like I would love for him to be like yeah that was really fucked up and shitty yeah that I also went on the Bachelor like twice more and couldn't figure it out but
0: thrice but whatever was counting okay um, (laughs) no dude that's a great point too because I was I was thinking about that too I was like he's the only one who actually didn't share anything so like why was he there like.
1: Did he start? That would make more sense to me. Is if he's just like here's all the atrocities I committed on Bachelor,
0: and he's a straight white male, so we know there's a long list. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah it, some of them were sweet. Um, like I did like some of their stories. I did appreciate it. I mean, everyone comes into every relationship with baggage. Everyone's trying to learn and grow and be better people. So I do think that matters a lot. Um, I I was very I don't know if we're allowed to go ahead and start talking about Thomas, but
0: let's get into it.
1: I I have some fiery hot takes about him where it's like I kind of I kind of like the guy. I appreciate it. Um, I I can see like I I think it's just so it's such a lie to go on and say like hey I don't think this is gonna give me a platform like. If you go on there and you can genuinely say that you went onto a TV show and left behind everything because you don't think it's going to make your life better than it was when you started it, I think you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everyone else. And I think it's very hard to be in that situation where it's very highly produced and very highly edited and just be like, you know what, I wasn't sure what I was getting into. I know that people get onto this and then build a platform for themselves and then make their businesses, their lives, their their relationships better because they do it. And that, you know what, now that I'm part of this, I'm seeing something that is interesting and something that I'm really excited about. I, I liked it. I, I agree with that take.
0: Right, and if you think Katie didn't come out with a dildo on night one and go into her date with Tyler Cameron and Matt James thinking she was going to be the Bachelorette, you're incorrect. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of lying. Like
1: you're, you're, you're at any point you are selling yourself to the Bachelorette, to the Bachelor, to America, to the viewers. Like it, it's very hard to be very completely genuine present in that moment. I would What's feel a like
0: game? I don't know if we've mentioned this, but this is. I mean, this is our perspective on the show is it's a game it's a game You're, it's a game for instagram followers that's what it's become in the modern era
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you Business know whoever gets the most instagram followers at the end wins exactly or so, whoever gets 50 million from
1: from abc for quitting the show that's the winner
0: right um i did write thomas is pretty i was like he's very pretty the man is like He's great to look at. He's, he's, a, he's a
1: well. I, that's what I was saying. Where you're like, we he got rid of the villain. I was like, did they just create a new villain? Like,
0: absolutely. One in, one out. Like one, one out, next one in. I mean, this is ABC.
1: <laughs> this is The
0: Bachelorette,
1: right? Yeah, clearly.
0: We get rid of one villain, we create the next one. But um, no, I did like uh, I noticed. I thought Thomas when he was talking during the circle, it was very cringy. It was. Aaron described it as a sales pitch and I completely agree with them. I feel
1: like everything's a sales pitch, so I can't I can't really buy into that. Hmm. I feel like every That's everything on the is a sales
0: pitch. I think it came across like a sales pitch. I think it came across weird. I don't know. I don't think it was like the best look And But I did like how non-judgmental Katie came across. I mean, we don't know her actual thoughts, but I appreciated that she didn't say anything after the men being like, oh, like now I trust him less, because I think it is really shows a lot for someone to really be honest about a mistake that they made where we've all made mistakes and you know Mm -hmm. yeah
1: I I mean I admire it I wouldn't want to be on that date because it would be hard for me to pick which thing I want to talk about like (laughs) I couldn't just narrow it down to like you know this was the only relationship mistake I've ever made I would be like all right well I actually don't want to take up everybody's time but if you can let me unravel scroll and I can probably go through with what I've done in the past like 18 months (laughs) we could start with that and deal with everything else so that's a hard date those dudes were vulnerable they were all taped and like every one of them could have you know really made themselves look like really really poor people (laughs) I think that's the
0: worst date I've ever seen one of the dates I would least want to be on as soon as I heard it the premise I would have been like wow I wish I was still in the mansion like on in a bunk bed with 20 other guys like
1: Right, so, um, like, the, the, the James in the box, like, he, he was like, I never have wanted to be in that box more again. Right.
0: Like, I would talk right back in that box. Will we yeah. on the back? No, I 100% agree. I think, you know, the guys that were actually vulnerable and honest, like, props to them during that.
1: Yeah, so we can, I don't know, we can move on from that, because there there's a lot that's, like, I want to isolate the moments when I talk about Thomas, because I think my feelings about him change as he goes through, and there are things he shows that are different throughout the episode, but yeah. in this isolated segment, I was like all in on Thomas.
0: The vibe I got from Thomas and Katie's first conversation, Katie's trying to get him to expand on these red flags. He told her like, I could list for you all my red flags. And so later she's like, I would like to follow up on that, sir. Please let me know what I actually yeah. need to know about you. And he yes. just completely dances around that question.
1: Yes, this is yes. And, and that's what bothers me. Cause this is the point where he needs to be like, I came on here knowing that this is an opportunity for a platform. I came on here knowing that like, hey, you either fall in love and find like a really cool relationship and get to visit all these cool sites and get on this free vacation. Or you could wind up being the bachelor and all of those opportunities were really exciting. And it's been nice to go on here and now meet you. And now I'm way more excited about the opportunity of getting to spend more time with you than I am of everything else
0: like yeah exactly
1: he didn't do that but he didn't (laughs) do that she gave him that chance for him to like lay it all out there so it doesn't get flipped on him later and he absolutely fumbles the ball
0: he gets and then he we see in his ITMs he's like I got rattled i never get rattled he's having a bit of a narcissistic injury he's like here I am I've been put on the spot (laughs) I didn't practice my speech enough I get the feeling Thomas first of all got his masters in fake business from Tim Timothy J. Dillon University of fake business incorporated (laughs) LLC <laughs> and he has been shook and he he can't handle this L that he has. He's like, I can tell she was not a hundred percent into me. This has never happened to me in my life. This is this is too much for me right now. And so he starts lurking. Um I noticed this is something suspect that he says in his ITM, he says, my best chance at taking home a rose tonight is talking to her again. And this is what we're talking about, about the game. It's a game of roses. And he, he knows that he needs to get a rose to advance to the next round. He doesn't say my best chance at per- continuing oh, my relationship he is, you know, reassuring her about my feelings. He's like, no, my best chance at yeah. getting the next chip and getting to the next round of this game is to talk to the queen again. Yes. And that really said a lot to me.
1: No, that's a great point. What is ITM?
0: In the moment interviews.
1: Yes. Okay. Gotcha. He, wow. Yeah. I did not pick up on that, but that's excellent.
0: And then he goes back and gives her this weird ass speech about fear and love are like the same and they're the same concept. Thomas. Okay. So this is funny too. You might remember, I feel like my first impression roast of Thomas was extremely accurate. You might go back to episode one of this season. And then I said that there was this tall guy that was handsome and he said something weird, some like weird Brene Brown quote, super unnaturally about like vulnerability Ooh. and openness. Yeah. That was promised. And yes. he's doing the same thing here where it's just coming across very fake. Like he's trying to say big, bigger words and and concepts and like tied them together. And it just, something about it is so off. Like it doesn't actually make sense when you listen to what he's actually saying. And Yeah, what did you think about that? Like, fear and love are the same concept, and I'm feeling afraid. (laughs) And I won't say that I'm feeling love yet, but I just wanted you to know. Uh, I mean,
1: you know, I think you tried... (laughs) <laughs> the you know the opposite of of love isn't hate, it's apathy, so like I get where he's coming from. I get the point he's trying to make, but like buddy, but just yeah, it wasn't very well delivered I this, think was, this was like I'm starting to like turn on him, but like I just think he's a dummy, and I wish he would have said what I said when we started this segment like. Mm -hmm. I think he could have been honest. And I really do like think I wish, you know, if all those dudes were signed to a polygraph test, every single person there has thought about having a platform because of this.
0: What I think happened is I think he was rattled and showing a little bit of fear in his first conversation with her because he was being called out on his shit. And then, so what, Uh what he did to combat that is come back and say, Hey, I know I came off a little bit, um, not as cool and collected as I generally do, but that's only because I'm, he's trying to conflate it now to her with love and see that that's because he's feeling so strongly for her.
1: What a take. Yeah, I can see that. I did not expect to like Aaron C. There was not a single part of me in episode one that's like, this is going to be a guy I'm going to cheer for or this is a guy I'm excited about. I love it. He just calls people out. And I don't agree. Like, he's like, I think he's a sociopath. Like, I, we're not huge diagnosis guys over here. But like, that it would just... he He's very good at being like, dude, like, you just said you would know how frustrated I am. So don't talk to me. Right. Because if you're being about that, you know how frustrated I fucking am. And I don't really deal with your shit. And I'm not into it. And I, I don't really want to be your friend. I got that early on. He's like, hey, I'm not your friend, buddy. I'm not your guy, pal. I'm not your pal guy. Right. People like Ellen
0: DeGeneres. he was like, don't look me in my eye. Don't come in my dressing room chewing, unless you're chewing gum.
1: Yes, exactly. I caught <You got> him. <laughs> But yeah, and it, it it's it's it, it's come across more genuine as like, oh no, that's just a person with like some hardcore boundaries and self self self-image and self-worth. So it's like, okay, yeah, no, I know, I was not expecting to like like this guy. We leave that date and then they start having all the guys together. And I think this is just a big episode for unions that literally like they all have this big meeting where they're all talking about Thomas and how uncool it was that he double dipped. And then I was surprised that Hunter was the one that goes out and Hunter's like a friendly face to Thomas and is very genuine and sincere. I thought he was very nice with how he interacted with him. Just saying like, Hey, I'm giving you a heads up that like, you've been pretty sus. And if you keep this up, like you just saw what happened to Carl, like you're the new Carl. Mm-hmm. And you can either like try to be genuine and be honest and like fix it. Or you can pull a Carl and right.
0: you can have a great, Yeah. That was the very end of the episode where all the guys are in like the room right after the cocktail party is when Thomas, did you cast Thomas saying that his time was more valuable than Aaron's too?
1: Yeah, I fuck with that. I'm with (laughs) that heavy. Who on there? Like, no, yes. If I am on The Bachelor and I'm like yes, I I, I value my time with her more than I value your time with her. Sure. You know, like I yeah, like I you know, he could have said that better, but like, yeah, I think every single person there would be like, yes, I think I value my time with her more than I value your time with her.
0: I guess that's one way to say it, too. Like, of course, you value your time with her more than others. But him he was just saying, period, blank, like, mine is more important than yours. As if, like, he's more important than Aaron. And, like, I mean, I think that he's the kind of guy that believes that about most people. But most people don't say that. Yeah. Usually people get called out on that for interrupting and stuff. And they'll be like, no, my time's not more important than yours. You know, we all, like, this is communism of time and shit. But, like.
1: <laughs> so I liked it. That's why I, I yeah. genuinely. Liked it was honest, at least. It. Yeah, dude, it was very different. He's like, "Hey, no, my time's been more important." And I, I like, yeah. At the, the season, end of the day, I, think, I agree. I'm I'm he's, saying, like,
0: he's been somewhat transparent, but it's also very clear to me that he's hiding something, if not several bodies, in like his backyard. There's skeletons was, in that closet. Yeah, there's something there. He's not being completely honest. Oh, this was funny to me too, though. When uh, Tom or Hunter is talking to Thomas, what was it that he said? Like, he asked. Thomas, something and Thomas was like, The limit does not exist. He was like, There's no limit to where my feelings can go, or something. It was just weird. It was a weird moment. And I was like, he just talks in these like platitudes that are like, that don't re- fully make sense. In the moment, yeah, he's got like stuff.
1: some singers he's open to throw out every now and then, and they're not hitting the way he thinks they are.
0: Yeah, he's like a Jeb Bush, like, he's a politician that just like. <laughs> is a little off like a little joe biden in the brain
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) um then we have michael and katie's date, and it starts with katie like flipping a car because now every season like the lead has to get in a major like car accident before a date or something that's like in the contract yeah they have to have like
1: if you if you the best thing you can do is hit your head on a golf cart and then hit your head on your mimosa and get a scar, like that's that's great for content. But if you can flip a car or you can fall really hard out of an airplane, like those those are hits.
0: <laughs> those are solid hits, Yeah, <laughs> like, literally. That's so funny. I completely forgot about that Peter shit. That is like the funniest one ever, actually.
1: Yeah, dude. That dude, Peter just-
0: that, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was awesome. golf, like The best part is that he not only hit his head on the golf court, but also on his fucking mimosa. And like, that's what gave him <laughs> a scar. A man has a scar on his head from that from that dumb shit. What a
1: great, what a great bachelor moment. And
0: how much better would that season have been if he would like went into a coma for the last like four weeks?
1: Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Amazing.
0: Um Michael is so fucking lovely and sweet. He says this beautiful thing to Katie like this doesn't end in an engagement. It begins in an engagement. Fucking Thomas, you need to go to Michael's school of fake business. Okay.
1: Yes. These are yes. the court- I, was, I was like I saw Katie, Katie and I had the same reaction. I was just like, shut up. St- like he kept talking. I was like, you shut up. You won." Like you you say that line, you let them shoot off the fireworks, like stop talking. Like that was, I was gorgeous. The bachelor
0: producers didn't have like sky riding on backup that could spell out it begins in an engagement in the sky like right after he said it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my take from Michael's date was that I will die for him and that's that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, he was great. Like, he, he proved himself to me. Um, I loved his story. Hate that for his wife. His boy seems lovely. I'm glad that they're, like, letting him talk to his son. Um, I loved the way she talked about his his, uh, his ex-wife or his past wife. Um, yeah, absolutely. That Like, she's like, you know, like, I don't ever want to, like, take that from you. And... Like, you know, her memory matters. And then his also come back where he's like, I, you know, that is always going to be part of me. That's always part of my story. But also I want you to know that what we have is going to be our own unique thing. And it's going to be our thing we build together. And I was like, yes, all right, this guy is healthy. He has recovered. It's been two years, but he's done the work and he does seem like fully ready for this level of relationship. I loved it.
0: Yeah, he seems ready. I think he deserves it. He seems like a really lovely person who has had a lot of bad shit happen to him and just um, let it like transform him into an even better person, which is incredibly hard to do. So props to Michael. I think we'll definitely see him late into the season. After that day, um, we get another yeah, unionization play where everyone has it le- looks like Chris Harrison's about to walk into the room. All the guys are talking about Thomas and then they're like, <laughs> Thomas, we're ready for you, son. And he comes in to explain himself. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but like no one on reality no one on reality TV can ever say the word disingenuous correctly. Like someone said like I heard Intense. him
1: say that and immediately thought Emma's gonna bring this up. Emma's gonna talk about this. <laughs> this is yeah.
0: It is one of my pet peeves. I watched Love Island. I watched The Bachelor. I watched Temptation Island. Where like, does I this come from? So why different-
1: is this such a big thing to you? This doesn't even have to be about the pod. We can shut the pod down. But like why is this your trigger? Like what happened? Because I every think- every time I re- this is such a distinct thing in Emma's life that like Emma can't handle this. This is the scratching of a chalkboard. This is leaving a door open. This is w- why is it disingenuous?
0: You know why it is. It's because what is the definition of genuine? Truly, what's something I,
1: I I've never known.
0: <laughs> Let me read you the definition of genuine, everybody. Truly, what something is said to be. So the definition of genuine is it. Need, it needs accuracy. The definition itself requires authenticity, accuracy, sincerity. So to... no one just knows this. I don't know if it's because. You know, public education is so terrible. I don't know. The opposite of genuine is disingenuous. Everyone, repeat.
1: The opposite opposite of of genuine genuine is is being ingenuine. ingenuine. (laughs) It's being ungenuine.
0: If I can teach everyone one thing, it would be that the opposite of genuine is disingenuous, and should have and could have is a contraction of should have and could have, not the preposition should. Uh that is beyond me. Cause how do you of something? People literally think you should of something. Like, how do you do okay? I digress. I digress. This is not a grammar pod.
1: I'm letting you have your time. This is your space. <laughs> you can recover and breathe as you wish.
0: I'm done. They never get it right, Billy. They never get it right. I know.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Okay. It's but- also I couldn't care less. Not I could. If you could, you had the ability to care. That means you have a level of care that is a non-zero number. If you have, I couldn't care less. That means you have a zero number. You have you have nothing to give. You could exactly. not.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Completely agree. And um, with that, and
1: would you watch after the credits?
0: What was after the credits? I forget. After the
1: credits, there's a little scene of her and Mike on their one-on-one, and they're talking. And they're bantering. And I just like loved her banter where she's just like giving him a hard time about the stars. And she's just like, and that's actually the Michael A star. It's the uh, biggest asshole in the galaxy. And I was like, oh, that's funny. I was like, oh, she's fun. I like her a lot. I wish they would show her being that way more often. Because I bet she's very
0: much the opposite of disingenuous.
1: (laughs) Dear good boy. Um, But yeah,
0: no, she's fun. I like her a lot. It's nice having a funny bachelorette. Um, I would say about, again, with the end, with the Thomas thing and with his conversation with Hunter, if you're going to go on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, sure, maybe you're not there to make friends. You need the guys in the house to like you. It's yes. part of the game. You need the producers to like you. You need the lead to like you. You need the people in the house to like you. And you need the audience to like you. Mm-hmm. So if you're if no one in the house likes you, you're not going to last long.
1: Mm-hmm. you're actually you actually are quite literally there to fake friends yes it's what you need to do
0: but then again thomas is faking it a little too much also yeah. okay at the end of the episode we see that blake is still coming which i keep forgetting about that like
1: i feel like every episode it's like next week blake next week blake and it's like all right bring him on dude at this point you're, at this point you're doing what we had last season where it's like way too late in the show to bring on i forgot who they brought on but they brought wrong you,
0: you know what's they funny ask you? listen to part of Nick's pod too. And he said that Katie had mentioned to him that Blake was there. So Blake was already there by this week. They just didn't show. Oh,
1: him. that's interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I just also, can I just say, I don't care. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe it's just cause I don't remember now, but I just don't have like a strong affinity for Blake. I don't like dislike him necessarily, but I just, I don't care. I don't.
1: I like Blake. I'm a big like Blake him? guy. Yeah. I'm a big Blake guy. I'm excited for him to come on. Um, I, I keep forgetting when I gave my Mount Rushmore dudes, I forgot that he's going to be there next week. Cause For sure. I thought he was great, genuine, fun. I I would like to see how he mixes with these guys and how these guys receive him.
0: Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Apparently, every season now, too, like someone from a past season has to come on, a little Bachelor in Paradise style.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's fun. It 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 puts the guys on their toes. Yeah. I mean, there's to no
1: time to make it. Yeah.
0: Do you have any other final thoughts on this episode, Bill?
1: No, I, uh, I, I, I kind of was underwhelmed with this episode. If I'm honest, um, mm-hmm. I thought the date was weird. I liked the Michael date. Um, I liked after the credits, but I'm very, I'm much more excited to see what happens next week with Blake coming on and finally being part of the show.
0: I did have a feeling. I, I thought a um, couple thoughts on Connor. B. I think he's hilarious and adorable during a confrontation. The couple times he like spoke up to Thomas or Carl, it was. His voice was, like, slightly shaking, but I was just so proud of him for, like, saying something. Yeah. I don't
1: know. Go you, bud.
0: I was like, good for you, potter You're so cute. And then part of me thinks that he wins just because I think he's getting a very good edit.
1: Yeah, he's getting a very, very friendly edit. and he's so maybe
0: he wins, or maybe he's definitely – I could see him being the runner-up and maybe their pick for, like, next Bachelor.
1: I see that. I still think we're going to get Ben as the next Bachelor, but um, – Ben from
0: uh, – Tasia season,
1: Ben from Tasha season, yeah, but I still I think he also could be a very good, interesting choice to see what they do with him. He's not, I don't right. think he's he's not a paradise guy for sure. Who? I don't think Connor B is a paradise guy. I don't I think that.
0: Definitely going to see Aaron on Paradise, and I think that'll be fun.
1: Hot take, maybe Thomas too.
0: Oh, I hundred percent see Thomas on Paradise. Yeah, I see Thomas and Aaron on Paradise. They're going to get into it again. That'll be fun. Tom- I don't know if you noticed this about Aaron, but he like at one point he was like, "We should have exterminated." Um, Carl already, and he called like right. Thomas. Yeah, he used the word exterminated, and I wrote it down. And then he called like what Thomas was doing like repulsive. He uses really strong language a lot. Yeah, he
1: did. He does. But that's perfect
0: for reality TV. I feel like I think his commentary like he's fun to watch. Also, I really like to watch Trey when he gets worked up. <laughs> he was <laughs> yeah. like the one who he was like to Carl. He was like wh- he pulled this uh, Steve Carell. He was like, "Why are you like this, man? Like, he's why are you funny. The way that you are." When he gets worked up. Yeah. Why do you do the things that you do? Yeah. Okay, guys. We'll be back next week. Drop us your thoughts. Let us know what you think of the episode. What do you want to see more from us? If you want us to talk more about um, like what's going on in Bachelor Nation or get more into the Christianity area of the um franchise, just let us know. Yeah. And, and as, as, always,
1: as always, send all constructive criticism to Emma. Send all positive feedback over here to me. I love it and I appreciate it.
0: And that's how it worked as our uh, in our childhood. So we're, that's what we're be. used to.
1: As it should be. Oh my God, we have to talk about this real quick on the pod, but there was a TikTok going around where Nick Vile is on a podcast and they're talking about, he's like, all the time I've seen men that are like an issue. It's all because they were like their mom's favorite or they had a really good mom. And I, he was just, like, talking. He was just, like, I have, like, a lot of confidence because it was just, like, yeah, my mom was always, like, you're the best. You're great. And I was just, like, I really want to send this to Emma because I was, like, my mom definitely would be, like, yeah, Billy's pretty great. Billy's the best. Go home. So.
0: Yeah, Billy's should, the best of my children.
1: <laughs> scoreboard.
0: On that note, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you all. Please brush and floss.